0: You're listening to the Your Reality Recaps audio-only version of our weekly Bravo Recap show. To see the live video version, head over to yourrealityrecaps.com or YouTube slash reality recaps. Ooh, and by the way, this episode is very NSFW, unlike our Amazing Race and Survivor shows. So don't listen to it anywhere you don't want people to hear us talking about blowjobs, cursing, and other shit that's shown on Bravo. Enjoy! Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special edition Bravo Housewives recap. It's going to be a quickie type of a recap, but it is chock full of information that John and I have for you guys that we are so excited to share. Why well, does it look like I have, like, chocolate on my face? Maybe, I don't know, whatever. Um. So, you know the deal. You can follow me and my chocolate face over on Twitter. Oh, John, you are trying to piss me off already. You can follow well, me. Well, you know... <laughs>
1: recaps well you know i need space for my thoughts so hey everyone john richardson here excited to finally be doing a bravo show about the housewives and all the reunion drama you can follow me at comedy jonah and i'm giving you enough room to follow my thoughts
0: okay come back to us now come back to us because to tell. we have yes yes we have to tell, no. have- yes, yes, have to tell the
1: people that's That's what I get
0: get. so people probably don't know that I was mocking oh there you go yeah show everybody go ahead because I, everybody, I believe in public shaming of John. That is what I believe in. And when he doesn't have enough headroom, I like to publicly shame him on Twitter
1: like that. And that's what we do.
0: You know what you guys can do? You can hold hold that thought, John. You can thumbs up and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, that really helps support our shows, as does using the Amazon link on our homepage. If you have any online shopping to do, you just click it to start your Amazon. .com shopping, you don't pay any more, they give us like 1.06%, which is nothing, but it's something, and it helps. But most importantly, what we need to let you know, and John, I feel like we're not doing a good job on this, because there is only four, four, four more days left on our Kickstarter, people, four more days, and we are well over a halfway point, but I'm just saying, you're going to miss all this if our, if our Kickstarter don't get funded. <laughs> tell, tell the people about it, John.
1: Bye-bye recaps, um, comedic recaps, no, um, <laughs> um, if you go to yourrealityrecaps.com slash kick, you will see our Kickstarter, We, um, every, people keep asking us how they can help us, support us, keep our content going to you, the viewers, um, it's real easy, you can share, donate to our Kickstarter and help us keep the content alive at yourrealityrecaps.com.
0: Okay, and you know what? If you don't help us donate, you're going to miss stuff like this. Like how annoyed John's going to get. Because watch, ready? John, um, now you have no headroom. So now you're just going to be like, hold on. Is John calling me? Is he calling me and yelling at me? No. Um, so, uh, right, we need a little bit more of the John Richardson, oh wait, the camera wasn't even on me because I was trying to hang up the phone, welcome to our live show everybody! Um, right, so here's the thing, John, you just have to look at my little thumbnail and just make yours match mine, that's all you have to do. It's not? No, it doesn't, don't. It's fine with me, I just... I just, you know, I just feel bad when you're cut off or you're a floating head. Oh, I
1: know. You feel really horrible. I can tell. I, I in do. fact, here's I, proof of how bad you, <laughs> how bad you feel. No, but that's I mean,
0: when you have too much headroom. I feel bad when you're yeah. like this on the recap. You No, know,
1: like, it's just perfect never, perfect. ever, ever satisfying. Never. John,
0: I'm gonna be John. Let's do an impression for the people of what it's gonna be like when our Kickstarter is. Um, not funded in four days. Ready, everyone? Here's my impression of what it'll be like when the Kickstarter's not funded. Ready? (laughs) Here's
1: my impression,
0: here's my impression.
1: What's your impression,
0: impression? John? Did you hide your camera? I hope you hid your camera. Did you? Yeah, I did. Oh, thank God. I was like, oh, no, <laughs> and we're having audio problems. <laughs> <We have>
1: no <laughs> no. Problem it was me and all my talents.
0: It was. You were very talented. All right, so we're going to save our super, mega, amazing um, Bravo news for the end. We just wanted to go ahead and do a little recap for you guys because I know we haven't checked in since the Beverly Hills finale where we had technical problems with Danielle. So, John, let's spend about ten or so minutes talking Beverly Hills, because we did not get to argue this yet, and I can tell already you're ripe in the mood to argue. <laughs> let's discuss this Real Housewives of Beverly Hills finale slash reunion, and really the only point of it all that matters. We all get it. Kim is fine now, unless there's anything you need to say about Kim. She's
1: not fine. Kim is nuts. nuts.
0: Well, okay, she's nuts, but you know, I'm trying to pick my battles. Let's get into Lisa and the other girls. Number one Are all the other girls ganging up on Lisa, or is Lisa really the puppet master? Opinion?
1: Yes, they're ganging up on her. What do you mean, the puppet master? Are they all mindless idiots? No. They, have, they do what they want. They do what's best for them. They have agendas also. I'm so sick of them accusing Lisa of having an agenda when they do, too.
0: Well, I agree they'll have an agenda, but what about Brandy's point? Like, do you not even agree with Brandy's point where she says, you only care about me on camera and you don't care <laughs> about me off camera? Like... That's really what all of their complaints are. So go ahead. I'm going to allow you to rebut that since Lisa still hasn't. But what are your thoughts on that?
1: It's like, I care about you when you're sober. It just never happens.
0: (laughs) Well, she's not sober on camera. So you have no rebuttal to that? You have none? None?
1: None of them talk to each other. It's not just Lisa. It's all of them. You think, no. Kyle, you think Kyle and Brandy are hanging out right now because now they're buddies because they have Lisa as their their frenemy? No. no, it's They're all not bullshit. allowed to hang
0: out. They're not allowed. They're not supposed to hang out and do stuff off. So
1: then what's uh, the argument? If they're not allowed to hang out or talk, yeah, you know, they're saying besides the show, you never call me. <laughs> you never hang out.
0: I'm going to make a diagram for you. Hold Facing. on. I'm going to make a diagram. No, it's very clear. It is All Brandy is saying is, you only care about me when the cameras are rolling. So let's say the cameras are not rolling as they're driving to the restaurant... Lisa says nothing, but then the second they get to the restaurant, Lisa will be, and the cameras are rolling, Lisa will be like, oh, Brandy, you have a drinking problem. Blah. Like, she would never say it when the cameras weren't rolling is what I is what all of their problems are. So then, wait, let's segue that into Kyle. Do you... Oh,
1: gee, so I, if they're not allowed to talk with during, not during filming, do you think they're probably not allowed to talk on the car ride there? Probably. Hello? I mean,
0: in between between seasons. They're not supposed to do stuff. They're not supposed to do stuff in between seasons. Well, I
1: think the same rules apply between seasons and between car rides to the set.
0: Well, I think you're <laughs> stupid. So, I think every you're ridiculous. Button, comment below <laughs> and let me know. I, I can go switch over to Twitter right now and tell everyone to come in and argue with us, but we'll save it for another show. Um... So, oh, go ahead, you let them know. But while you're letting them know, think this. So do you agree with Kyle's point that by Lisa starting the season off by saying in front of Kyle's kids on camera, hey, your husband was cheating with another lady, you don't think that that's at all messed up or wrong?
1: Oh, I know, I'm sure Portia is just scarred. Poor little curly-headed thing. Yawn. Good grief, so, really, like if, if her little comment, I mean, Kyle makes comments like that all the time. It's, it's just that when they're directed at her, she has an issue. Please.
0: I cannot tell if you are just trying to piss me off or you really believe what you're saying.
1: I believe what I'm saying. Next question.
0: Okay, great. Well, there you have it, everybody. John has left reality. (laughs) You know how this worked out for the last person who was around here wasn't functioning in reality. (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, fine. I'm not
1: in the mountains.
0: <laughs> let's let's talk then about Yolanda. What are like? What do you think of her whole Lyme disease and her still friggin' beating this dead horse about the Lyme disease?
1: What do you mean? You beat the dead horse off of less things that are important. Lyme disease is a big deal and I'm loving her new haircut. Oh my god, Leolanda's fabulous. I'm cleansing right now.
0: I love her new haircut as well. And don't get me wrong, I agree that Lyme disease is a very important thing and a very good message to get out there. Uh, I understand she's using her platform. I just think she uses, uses it as an excuse for things. I also liked in the other night's <laughs> reunion, she does, in the other night's reunion when Andy was like, now, do you feel like you goat people? And she's like, what is goat? Like, all of a sudden, she went completely for like Yolanda, who's never had a problem with English ever, turned into like, "What is goat?" I just thought it was very funny. You didn't. Cameras on you. <laughs> okay. Well, great. Um, <laughs> right. So, Joyce, do we even need to talk about hoyse because she ain't coming back next season? So listen.
1: To, like, and listen. And I'm I love my Carlton, but I'm telling you, I, first of all, I can't believe there's a part three. We don't need it, okay?
0: No, the part three we need. Part one and two we didn't need. Part three, we're actually going to get the resolution to everything.
1: Part three should have just been the reunion. Right. We didn't need one and two. We're saying the same thing differently. Um, I don't think we needed three different parts because I barely got through part two. And you know what? We don't need Carlton and Joyce. I mean...
0: Well, they're not back. As of right now, the rumor mill is a twirl that neither one of them are back um, next season.
1: Well, so. Joyce, just I'm so glad she's not coming back. Didn't like her in The Housewives, didn't like her in, in um, what is it called, Siberia, the fake reality show. Really? We have fake reality shows now? Um, anyway, didn't like her in that. Doesn't I don't know why she needs a publicist, maybe for that outfit. But Carlton, I think, is still hilarious. Eh, I don't think maybe another season of Housewives is great. But I do want to party with her because, I mean, she leaves restaurants in ambulances when she drinks too much. So... Well, this I want to do that. I want to do that. I want to be there. I want to be laying next to her in the bed.
0: <laughs> well, speaking of laying next to people, I totally should have prepared you, and I'm sure you're going to lose part of your gay star or card or whatever the F it is. Um, have you seen the new Lady Gaga video yet for the GUI song?
1: I haven't, and somebody asked me on Twitter if I'd seen it, and I haven't replied. I haven't seen it yet, but I heard it was The Housewives, And I know the big controversy is that Brandy was not asked to be in it, right?
0: Oh, I did not even know that there was that controversy. I didn't even notice she was in it. It's very weird. Like, you know how crazy weird a Lady Gaga video is already.
1: Yeah, or not they like playing instruments or something, or I saw a picture...
0: Yeah, I posted a picture because Yolanda is like sticking the violin through Lisa's head, like the bow through her head. Um she's not really doing it. She's just playing the violin, but right. the screenshot it looks like she's standing. <laughs> Sounds like
1: she's got Lisa's got too much headroom. So.
0: This is true. It's very um it's very uh Uh, Greek or gods, like she plays like Venus and Nefertiti or something. I don't know. It's very hard to understand. And then it just breaks into this one point where all the housewives are sitting there in the big temple playing like band instruments. It's very weird. And like Andy Cohen is Zeus in a cloud like, looking down, laughing at them. It's very weird. It's very weird, is my point. You guys should totally check it out. We'll put the link below um, on the edited version of this show. So any other thoughts on um, Housewives of Beverly Hills so far, John? This reunion? Or no? No other final thoughts you want to make about this season? Well,
1: you know, I... You know, I'm back and forth with Brandy, you know, and I'm sure if Jeffrey was here, he would take out his notepad. I've got one for you, Jeffrey. um, And (laughs) write down all the times, remember the good old days, all the times whenever I agreed with him, with Brandy. You know, Brandy has girlfriends like Jennifer Jimenez, who's BFFs with her. She's got friends that are there that support her on, off camera, all of that. So, I don't understand why it's such a big deal that these ladies have to be like a Jennifer Jimenez to her. You know what I mean? Like, we all have that that person and we all have people around us that, you know, are acquaintances and yada yada yada. So, I don't understand why it's such the big deal unless she just needed more of a storyline. You know, I just
0: yeah, it's storyline. Yeah. They need it's a
1: story total storyline, and I just think it's it's. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I just think Lisa's getting a really bad rap. She doesn't deserve it, and everybody needs to lighten up, including my dearest Kim.
0: Okay, I agree. Kim's a little bit crazy, but um, <laughs> no, I think Lisa. Here's the, here's the deal. I think Lisa is her. guilty... I think Lisa's guilty of everything that everyone is accusing her of. But I also think the other ladies are just as guilty of the same yes. things. They've all just kind of turned on Lisa at the same time. Because you have to admit, Lisa's the frontrunner of that show. So yeah. there's a reason for them to want a gang up, gang up on her. I think in the hierarchy of that show she gets to make some decisions so if they that they all don't so if they all get to gang up on her they can maybe knock her down a peg and maybe jockey for that top dog position is probably what's really going on but I think they're all to blame. I think they all do it. But I do think Lisa is guilty. I think she told Brandy to put that magazine in her suitcase. I totally don't think that she did it. You, you know, are
1: in all of them, are in the public eye. Sorry, it doesn't this kind of come with the territory? Maybe they all do need a publicist to kind of maybe read the rules of you're a public figure and this kind of crap can happen. I mean, I'm, I don't feel sad for it. You know, Brandy had a public divorce with Ed and Leanne. It's horrible how that played out in the media. I can see why her ex-husband says, I really don't want the kids on camera. Look how she acts on camera. You know what I mean? Maybe it's a good thing because maybe the kids could possibly be taken away. (laughs) Who knows? He might be on her side. We don't know. She needs to maybe behave a little bit before she can just sit there and, and throw stones in her glass house. That's all.
0: Well, you know the wheel of justice. This is a good this is a good transition. But
1: but I like Brandy and I like that she owns her shit. So, I have respect for her, but you know, like I said wow. earlier, I'm back and forth. I'm back and forth with Brandy.
0: Right, and your opinions of Lisa do not reflect the opinions of Reality Recaps. So,
1: (laughs) speaking of... Allegedly. uh, Allegedly. Speaking of the
0: wheels of justice, I'm waiting for something horrible to happen on Housewives, because, like, uh, New York and pretty much Beverly Hills are the only two casts now that have not had some huge, horrible legal thing happen. We know that Lisa and Joe Judice are both going to jail. For at least uh, like a year or something, they. pleaded Lisa leaded, and you know. Joe? Lisa who Vanderpool I mean, t- what I, what do I say, Lisa? Lisa I mean Lisa. Teresa, right. Teresa right. and Joe. Meal. Right. So Teresa and Joe. Then we also know um, uh, Apollo is... only has, like, one or two more weeks or something before they are going to either charge him or drop the charges that he's running this giant embezzling ring with, like, Phaedra as the head of it.
1: Yeah, the insurance and all that.
0: Yeah, so we Mm -hmm. find out what happens with that in about, I think, two more weeks. But let's talk for one hot second about Hotlanta, because just like you are a fan of the Lisa of Beverly Hills, you are also completely supporting Mimi in all of her antics this season as well, correct?
1: Absolutely. Of course, (laughs) (laughs) are. Right. Hey, Uh, don't, that is one rich bitch, (laughs) okay? Don't.
0: Oh, is it? And she's with on, on dancing.
1: And she's on Dancing with the Stars. I'm sorry, I don't see Phaedra on Dancing with the Stars. Phaedra who? Oh, that's right. She can't do it because she might be going to jail. I don't see Kenya. Uh-uh. Nobody wants that crazy nut on Dancing with the Stars.
0: Okay. Um, we're Team Kenya now. You need to get your memo. I sent it to you. We're Team Kenya. Because... I saw
1: it and I thought it was a virus, <laughs> and I deleted it.
0: Uh oh. Now, I'm liking Kenya this season. I'm believing her. I really think Mimi is playing the game more on camera. And now I know that you didn't watch this last episode. I however, didn't. however, Mimi this episode, you will see, refuses to talk about things. She's just like, nope, I'm not going there. I'm not talking about uh, Marlo. Because she knows I can shut down a conversation, and now it's not—it's not, it's not going to be a plot line because I refuse to talk about it.
1: Yeah, she's, so, she's refusing to give her airtime. Yeah,
0: right. So you agree with her in that aspect—that by her not talking about Marlowe and shutting it down. If that's I what
1: didn't like do. someone, and I was on a show like that, I wouldn't talk about them while the camera was on me because I wouldn't give them any more than I thought they deserved.
0: And w- what's this? So well,
1: that's do, a future do, do, note for do, you.
0: Okay. Well what's this? <laughs> do, 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 do. That's John walking into my trap. So then, explain to me how not. I don't know what that. Was that was scary. Yeah. Explain to me then how Nini not talking about something because she doesn't want to give it airtime, her not talking about it is her not giving it airtime. Then, how do you not understand when Lisa brings up, uh, you know, Mauricio's infidelity on episode one in front of the cameras? How is that not making it an issue? I know this
1: is and- difficult for you,
0: mm.
1: but Nini and Lisa are not the same person. Okay, they're going to handle things differently.
0: Yeah, okay? that's that okay, Paul. That they're Thanks two different answer. women.
1: Uh, yeah. They live across the country from each other. Okay, mm-hmm. uh huh. Yeah, yeah I different. I was
0: talking College. about people. I was talking about principles. Lisa
1: sarcastically made a little comment. That's all about something that's in the media about Mauricio. Okay. It's already well, out there.
0: I just might, sar- I just might sarcastically put out there something about you then, and it'll be a joke, and you won't have to worry about it because it's sarcastic. <laughs> I'm not
1: on a reality show, and you've already done it. Can I show the picture again?
0: <laughs> oh well, <laughs> there's another Just wait, wait for the picture. <laughs> just wait for the picture coming out block later. Block you in my Twitter feed. Uh oh, that's not nice. Uh, um, so I think that yeah, I think Nini is just as bad as Lisa is. nope. Um, Phaedra and Apollo uh, like, you know, uh, Kenya started talking to him, and you know, Phaedra is all upset about that. Where yeah. do you fall? Where do you fall on that? issue? Do you feel that Phaedra is justified in saying, I don't want you?
1: Apollo? I would not trust that woman around my husband if I was Phaedra. And if I saw her talking to Apollo, I would have walked up, grabbed her hair, and started swinging her around
0: the room. Well, now, you not understand. To be
1: trusted. You,
0: under- <laughs> you understand. You understand. The reason that Phaedra doesn't want Apollo talking to Kenya is because them talking makes it a plot line, correct?
1: Yes, Mr. Ruin-It-From-Behind-The-Scenes. Yeah, I guess that could be interpreted, but we don't know because we don't produce the show, do we? So all of your thoughts and stuff is allegedly...
0: John, there's something I have to tell you. I'm a producer <laughs> for the Real Housewives of Atlanta. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Yeah, I am surprised. <laughs> okay, so, um, I mean, any any other final thoughts for you on Real Housewives of Atlanta before we kind of tell people our big Bravo news and how we're going to do stuff going forward? Are there any final thoughts you have on Atlanta?
1: Nope. I'm just loving Nene. I think that. You know, we discussed it in previous um, uh, recaps about, you know, Nene possibly was leaving the show, Kenya was going to take her place, and now that Nene's other opportunities are ended, that she's going to stay on the housewives, and they're kind of dueling. So I think that that's true, but I think Nene's going to win.
0: Okay. So what would be the opposite of loving Nene?
1: Hating you. (laughs) you're gonna fall (laughs) for that one, are Uh you?
0: Okay, so I want to tell the people the news now, everybody. Tell the people the news. But I want to start it as if it's going to be its own video, because I'm going to cut it out of this video for later. But before I do that, I just want to say... Like John mentioned before, we know Jeffrey has been missing. He has, like, jobs, and he's doing all this stuff all around the town and, like, doing all these great things Mm -hmm. in Hollywood now. However, you know where you all will get to see Jeffrey back with us? At the Reality Rally, where he'll be co-hosting with us. With me, specifically, at the finish line, while John is busy racing. And this just in, uh, if you need another incentive to donate to the Kickstarter... We pretty much think that we're going to be able to live stream John Racing, whereas before we didn't think we would be able to. Now we think we might be able to. More details on that later. Right, John? Yep. It's going to be super fun. Love it, can't wait. Super duper.
1: Super duper.
0: Okay, so, John, see how that was like I just started? Now I have to start it again. <laughs> okay, everybody. Hey, and welcome to our Bravo recaps that we're doing in a completely different way. Um For the Real Housewives of New York, and we're going to see how you guys all respond to it, and I'm going to put them in um, at the end of me talking here, and then we're going to see how you guys like it for Real Housewives of New York. So here's the deal. John is doing vlogs um, the day after, sometimes the night of, um, the Real Housewives of New York. So tell people quickly what you do, John.
1: Hey guys, so what I'm doing is I started doing my own vlogs because you guys asked for it and I give you what you ask for. Um, So I'm doing RuPaul's Drag Race, but I'm also doing Housewives of New York, so I'm covering Bookgate, Mm -hmm. where I am tweeting the episode with everyone and then I, I... turn off the TV, and I do my own personal vlog and upload it to our sites at yourrealityrecaps.com and Slash you can get my perspective. Bravo. Slash Bravo. Slash Bravo. Right.
0: And they're very short. They're only like five minutes long, so you don't have to like commit to right. a whole thing. There's no like promo. Not sitting
1: there anything. like oh my god.
0: Well, nobody sits there <laughs> like oh my god. In fact, people yell oh, I at I us. Too. Like, when I'm, re- when I'm
1: listening to yours, I'm just like
0: Well, that was rude, wasn't it? Um, Allegedly. 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 So, right. That is what John is doing, and that will be up on our website. We also have Zach doing blogs about The Real Housewives of New York, so if you don't want to watch something, you can read Zach's blog each week. So, (laughs) that's your other option. And what I'm doing... Is I am reading you all because I know some people are getting confused. I'm reading you the Bravo Housewives blogs as a podcast, or which you can get in iTunes or Stitcher, or you can just listen to it right on the website. So you know, like how you guys go to BravoTV.com and then you bring up like um, uh, Ramona's blog, then you have to sit there and read it, and it's very annoying, and there's all the Bravo ads. Now you don't have to do that anymore. I read it to you. And I interject my little comments, and it's very dramatic and funny. So Love it. We're covering all of your senses. You can read, you can watch John do it on a video, or you can listen to my um, reading of the housewives' blogs. And so what
1: you're what you're doing is an audio b- blog. Right. It's
0: audio. Yes. It's an. I know it's confusing, because I'm saying I'm reading the Housewives blogs. So people are like, are you reading the blogs on your site? Is it a blog? No, no, no. The What they write up on Bravo.com, <laughs> I am just reading it to you. So it's audio only, no video, but right. it's very funny. I used to do voiceover work, and people are loving it. People are saying it's very funny. And I don't read them first, I read them as I go so that my reactions to things are in the moment and people are loving them. So you just have to listen... Awesome. And guess what? At the end of this video, I'm going to put in John's um, Real Housewives of New York vlog video so that you can watch that. And then I will put in my reading of the vlog at the end of this so you guys can experience it. And of course, you can get both on iTunes, on Stitcher, on our website. Everything will be in the links below this video video. So that's how we're covering Real Housewives of New York going forward. You all let us know how you like it. I'm super excited. John, are you super excited about it?
1: So, so super excited. I think this is the only thing in the show we can agree on. Yay!
0: Well, we can agree on one more thing, and it is that Dana, our um, <laughs> B Canada 2 correspondent, is all over Big Brother Canada with blogs, live tweeting. We're going to start doing interviews next week with the Big Brother Canada house guests. Uh, we have Tyler and John covering RuPaul's Drag Race with videos and blogs, as we mentioned. We have Melissa covering Amazing Race and Survivor with blogs on top of our Amazing Race and Survivor. Shows and of course, hopefully, fingers crossed, we're only like two weeks away from Reality Rally, three day live streaming event with all reality stars am coming to you guys live, as well as many other things. Check out our Kickstarter. So, go ahead, John, do your outro.
1: Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. Always so much fun to battle with Eric. You can follow me at Comedy Jonah.
0: Yes, you can. And I will say it is also very fun for me to battle with John because I know that I always win. Either editing and manipulating it for me to win or because all of you tweet me and tell me how much more you love me than John. (laughs) So thank you very much. I appreciate it. I plan that you like it. Check out John's vlogs and prove me wrong. But I doubt (laughs) that anybody will because they all love me more. Final word.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to my Housewives of New York vlog. I'm still in a singing mood from last night's (laughs) RuPaul, obviously. So, holy moly, what an episode. Oh, my gosh. Aviva is just crazy. She's absolutely crazy. I think Ramona's blackmailing her or something. I don't know. All of a sudden how she has switched gears, how she is going after Carol, Heather. Those were her girls. They came on the show together. I don't understand, I'm so confused. Twitter was crazy tonight, it was trending. This episode was absolutely nuts. Carol, you know, has got a little bit of a bad rap tonight on Twitter, on the episode. You know, when she was leaving Aviva's party, um, saying to her ex-husband, I know why you divorced her. You know, people, you gotta lighten up a little bit. It, you know what? She's obviously it's emotional, she's upset, you know. Her career is her baby. She doesn't have her own physical baby, so this is her baby. So lighten up, because I'm loving I love McCarroll. Team Carroll, don't mess with McCarroll. Um you know, and another thing, too, that really happened to me is I kind of, oh, here's a puss, I kind of morphed into loving Kristen, you know, seeing Kristen online tonight with her tweets, she's hilarious with her stuff, talking about um, Carol's assistant, maybe could be her ghostwriter for her tweets from now on, hilarious, Kristen, hilarious, you've won me over. I'm loving Kristen now. Um, but, you know, seeing the Spartan race, first of all, reminds me of just how out of shape I really am. Trying to get this camera centered and closer to my face so you don't see how badly out of shape I am. Um, that Spartan race looked really, really hard. I've, I've seen advertisements for it. You see it on Facebook, too, when it comes into your town. Um crazy. You know, I just, I don't understand why Josh, Kristen's husband, didn't race with her. What? I mean, everyone's going to finish eventually, right? Everyone's going to get their little medal with the ribbon on it. Stay with your spouse. You know, you kind of talked her into doing it. You didn't really tell her how tough the race was. You know her. She's probably, you know, going to struggle with it a little bit, which is probably why you didn't tell her. Shame on you. Um, stay with her, race with her. I would have done that. It's just the gentleman thing to do. My mama raised me to do the gentleman thing, to have manners, to open the door, to race with my partner, my spouse. Um, but overall, good episode. New York is just getting started and I'm so excited and I'm so excited to, to tweet with all of you guys. The tweets were funny, crazy, and hilarious. I absolutely enjoyed myself tonight. And next episode, next week, looks really good. Luann's back. So, oh my gosh, we get to have the Countess and all of her decadence. We can't wait for that. Um, Until then, um, thanks for watching. Check out Zach's blog on The Real Housewives of New York for all of the details that I have missed. All of the funny pictures he has. He has a funny, funny perspective on it. Um, and don't forget also too on our, our site, we have Eric is reading the housewife blo- blogs from Bravo. So if you don't have time to read them on bravo.com, you can go to YourRealityRecaps.com and just put in your earbuds and go about your day and listen to the, the blogs that Eric reads. They are hilarious. All right, guys, thanks so much for watching with me. Um, until next week, see you soon. Mwah!
0: Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to me, Eric, reading the Housewives of New York's Bravo blogs from the Bravo website. For those of you that don't know, I'm just, you know, reading them so you guys don't have to read them directly on the website and deal with all the Bravo ads and all that. BS on the website. Plus, you can listen, and that's so much better listening to me talk about them. Now, before we get into it, just want to remind you guys. Be sure if you're listening on iTunes or Stitcher, you give us a nice review and a five star rating. I don't think Stitcher rates things, but I'm sure you can still write a nice review because, you know, we won a podcast award this year, everybody. And of course, if you don't know, all of our shows are available on iTunes and Stitcher. You can subscribe to the main feed, which has everything as audio or the video feed, which has everything as video or separate feeds of just audio or video of the shows you want. Because you guys know we cover Bravo, and Amazing Race, and Big Brother, and Survivor, and RuPaul's Drag Race, and so many other shows. You can find all of the stuff we cover over at our website, yourrealityrecaps.com. And of course, if you want to help support our show, check out out our Kickstarter at yourrealityrecaps.com slash kick. It ends on Saturday night, this Saturday, I believe the 28th. So, you know, we're so close to our goal. Um, If we raise enough money that we need, we're going to be covering the Reality Rally Live, three days of reality stars, as well as covering the Amazing Race finale party, streaming that to you guys, Um, the Big Brother premiere party in New york city live streaming that so on top of everything we do it's just really going to help us be able to keep doing it for you guys so i hope that you will check that out every dollar helps of course if you don't like kickstarter you can always donate directly to our paypal the links for that are in the sidebar on our website as well But let's get into what you all are here for, and it is the Real Housewives of New York Bravo Blogs. So first up, we have my favorite... Carol Resnick. It is Carol Resnick, right? No, it's not. It's Raswell. Why do I always think Resnick? Oh, that's that other one. Crazy. <laughs> okay, so my last thing to tell you guys is, I don't, you know read them first because I like to give you my reactions as I'm reading. So, let's really, for real start now. With I know what's your favorite part, my transitioning in between the blogs. (laughs) First up is Carol Raswell with her blog called Slander Isn't Funny. Three things about this episode. Slandering a person's career is legally actionable. You should know that because you're a lawyer, Aviva. Two, age shaming women is abhorrent, Ab- abhorrent, abhorrent. I know the word, I can't say it. Abhorrent, you, you get you get the point. Okay, let's see if we can get Marion Webster to say it for us. Let me know, let's see if you can hear it. Ready? Abhorrent. There you go, abhorrent. Okay, see, so yeah, I was right. Okay, moving on. Or here, I'll backtrack again since I won't get it wrong. So three things about this episode. One, slandering a person's career is legally actionable. Two, age-shaming women is... Abhorrent. And three... Attacking someone's family is too. Aviva claims this is the dumbest fight in Housewives history, but I promise you, it's not. She gets into even jumper fights later on, so stay tuned. Okay, first, slander. Aviva lied on the show, and then to cover up her lies, she slandered my career on national television. On a show where not showing up for a dinner can launch a three episode throwdown. This isn't some dumb reality fight. It's not a joke and she knows it and her publisher knows it. These lies she's promoting in the press and on social media and of course on her scenes on The Real Housewives of New York are legally actionable. We can call someone a lousy writer. You can say you hate their book. You can even call a person white trash, but you can't go on television and slander a person's career. It's illegal, even on reality shows. Second, family. Aviva says she hates me in press and calls me Satan on Twitter, and that's fine. She casually slanders my career, how I make a living, and also that of my former editor, Bill Whitworth. But that's not enough. She also speaks in a disparaging way towards my late husband's family. Really? Okay, Vivas. Viva, Vivas, V S, Vivas, Vivas, okay I hope that makes you feel good. This is a television show. How low does she need to stoop in order to stay relevant? Viva should fact check. Or ask her village too. I didn't marry into the Kennedy family. I married Anthony Raswell. I'm proud of him and his family, the Raswells. They exist, they're real, and they are separate from the Kennedys. It's a family with cousins, like most families, but my in laws are the Raswells. Aviva. Have some respect, and if you must name drop, get it right. Yet, yeah, look, I don't. Get the whole Kenny, I guess, that she was like, you know, used it to sell her book. Sure, I'm sure you did that on the first go round. Maybe you didn't. I shouldn't say I'm sure. I don't know. But just sue her. Sue the shit out of Aviva already, Carol. Just go and do it. Oh, look, I'm getting a text from Aviva right now. And she says, Shut up, Eric. I hate you. Okay, I'm muting my phone. Okay. (laughs) Mom, my husband passed away nearly 15 years ago. And that's not why I was laughing. And I have a friendly relationship with his extended cousin family, the exact one I want to have. I'm very close with my mother-in-law, Lee. We see each other often. We enjoyed a vacation this past winter together with family friends, and ironically, I went to a wedding the other day after Aviva's attack with some of the Kennedy family, and we had a nice time catching up. Aviva couldn't sink lower if you stuffed her legs with rocks. I love it. Oh, I love it. Um, third... Age-shaming. Guess what? I'm 50. I should be drawn and quartered. I should have it seared on my chest, Aviva. You know what? Your derogatory attitude towards women is repulsive. Even her image consultant friend flinches. I'm happy with my age. I celebrate women of all ages. Isn't it time to stop our ageist culture where women are meant to feel bad about a number? I don't feel bad about mine, and no woman should. Last season, she tried to age shame Ramona. I might understand a little better if Aviva was young, in quotes, and didn't understand how incredibly insensitive she sounds. But she's 45. She lies and says 40, of course. What Aviva said under her breath, just loud enough for me to hear, by the way, was, at least I'm not 50 years old without a husband. Is all of this because I said she hired a ghostwriter? Because she did. P.S. Happy 80th birthday, beautiful and fabulous Gloria Steinem. Ooh, shady shady. I guess Gloria Steinem's the one who wrote um uh, Aviva's book. I found this quote on my Instagram. It's attributed to Hillary Clinton. She may have said it, she may not, but I'm sure either way she thought it. I made an edit. Okay, here's the quote. You may not agree with a woman. But to criticize her age, as opposed to her ideas, isn't doing anyone any favors, least of all you. Insulting a woman's age, when it has nothing to do with the issue at hand, implies a lack of comprehension on your part, an inability to engage with high-level thinking. You may think she's old, but everyone thinks you're an idiot so the age age and old are the parts that um i believe carol put in and i'm sure she's saying all that because uh last week as you heard aviva quoted hillary clinton a lot in her um blog that i read to you guys available on the website okay aviva has been oh here we go see now carol's explaining it i told you i don't read ahead (laughs) Aviva has been comparing her process to Hillary Clinton in the press, by the way. Hillary was the First Lady of the United States, a senator, a presidential contender, and our Secretary of State. She wasn't a woman on a reality show trying to create a storyline. Wait, wait. I buried the lead in the first scene. I finally met Harry. This gets my vote for the funniest moment in the episode. Even after being attacked and insulted, I kept my sassy. I know, I totally loved when she walked up to Harry and was like, "Up, I know why you left Aviva, and then she walked up to Reed and was like, your wife's a bitch. I shouldn't say bitch, it's something, whatever. How many times do I have to remind Aviva that she has never worked outside the home? Okay, yes, a few, but she hasn't. Just like I have never done the work or had the privilege of raising a family. What I wanted to say but couldn't because of the show is that she turns up this season as a writer, talking about how fun it is to write, and it's totally disingenuous. Also, it's dumb. Raising a family is work and an honor, but it isn't publishing, or being a doctor or an accountant or a sous chef for that matter. Don't lecture me on my job, and I won't lecture you on yours. That's how it works. If I have kids, I'd hope to be lucky enough to be a stay-at-home mom. I presume it would be equally difficult and rewarding. But be careful if you stray from home Um, as a mom approaching 50. She has no respect for you either. Okay, this next section is called, an editor is an editor is an editor. And before I even read this, which she might get into it, I'll just say, this whole scene was a little bit of the ridiculous bravo-ness storyline creating. It's like, clearly, um, Carol did this whole scene just to disprove what is saying. And I get it, we're making a storyline, but like, nothing about the whole scene where she meets her editor is for real. It's all just contrived, like, ooh, let's have a fake fight so I can talk about Aviva. Uh, Maybe I'm wrong, but I doubt it. The cameras are there, so clearly you knew the point you were going to go for. Anyway, and I love Carol, don't get me wrong. Totally team Carol. Hate Aviva. Just keeping it real, boo. Okay, an editor is an editor is an editor. Publishing is rarely the subject of television shows because, as you can see, it's sort of boring. But I have a great relationship with all my editors. Nan Graham, who edited my memoir, was on the show last season. And Barbara Jones, who edited my novel, came on with me for this one. They're happy to do it, they respect me, but also, they want to help sell books. And that's why Aviva needed to create drama. No one in her village would appear with her on the show. Oh, shoot. (laughs) During my meeting with Barbara, Bill Whitworth called in from Little Rock, where he is retired, and I told him the story of course, because it was planned, clearly. He laughed and said, I would have been honored to have ghostwritten your book. It was beautifully written. Bill is not a writer. He's an editor. Bill advised me to explain to the young lady the difference between an editor and a writer. I'm sure she'll understand. (laughs) Sure, I laughed. This scene didn't make it into the show. Damn you, bravo editors. Perhaps it'll be lost footage. What I asked Aviva at lunch the last episode was whether she hired a writer that we had talked about. She now wants to pretend it's something else, but this is what provoked her to lie and then spread gossip to the other ladies. She did hire a ghostwriter. Does that seem so hyenas to you? I don't think so. Books and Babies Many of my friends are writers, and I shamelessly promote them. My friend Laura is a writer, a cartoonist, and in this episode, soon-to-be mother. We met when she was working as an editor at Glamour Magazine, where I wrote a column for two years. I was thrilled to throw her a shower. She wrote a beautiful graphic memoir called The Imposter's Daughter. She's brilliant, and you can get it here. And of course, the link is on, you know, her Bravo blog. She's also a celebrity interviewer. All those cover stories on Glossy Magazines, most of them are written by Laura, or Lori, sorry. She knows all the dirt on everyone and has the greatest dinner guests ever. She gave birth to Teddy in September. Lori says, I'm a natural with him. He might be the happiest baby I've ever seen. Seeing Nathan Eglender on The Real Housewives is surreal. He had just been nominated for a Pulitzer surprise in fiction, the most elite award any writer could ever dream of. That and being John Grisham. Dig at um, Aviva. And I just have to say, look, he was at that party to once again have a p- talking point to disprove Aviva, whatever. Um, He gets embarrassed when I say this, but he's one of the greatest writers of our time. He's an old friend of Laurie's and is consistently on book tour, so we're lucky when he's in town. His books are brilliant, and I was holding the last one in my hand, but damn you again, Bravo Editing, they cut it out. Of course, you can buy it. Um, The link is in her blog. It will make you feel smart and give you something to discuss at brunch in addition to Housewives' drama. I don't think Ramona quite understood what Aviva was doing. Even for her, it was too much drama, but she understands it. She was also the target of Aviva's rage last season. You might forgive, but you don't forget that kind of vitriol. How adorable is Ella? She knew I was upset and she wanted to bring me flowers. Heather was always on business, so Jordan brought her. She told me she loves me more than she loves pizza. And that's big. I don't have kids and I don't have regrets about that, but I do see what I am missing. I don't need anybody to remind me. Drumroll, please. It's Eric. Goldie. Did you see my gorgeous intern in this scene? My vice president slash intern of all things made this screen debut this week. I will also say Eric Goldie is following me on Twitter, and I will um, put his Twitter account in the show notes on the website for this episode. He is very, very cool. I do like following him and hearing uh, from him on Twitter. Uh, okay. I couldn't function without him or even open wine. I might have him write my next book, but since he needs to learn the spell without using a spell check first. Mud wrestling. How incredibly Spartan race. I know I couldn't have done it. I'm sorry. She said, how incredible is the Spartan race? I am stupid and I'm not going back to edit that out. <laughs> Heather and Kristen were amazing. Josh is a lot like my late husband. Anthony was pushing him to do activities I don't think I could do. Hella skiing, scuba diving, kayaking with humpback whales um, in the Be- Beijing Strait. He was very supportive and encouraging, and I was glad that he pushed me. But in that moment, like Kristen, there were times I wanted to strangle him. And lastly, that mud wrestling reminds me of something my grandma Millie always used to say. If you fight with a pig, two things will happen you'll get dirty, and the pig likes it. Hmm. Don't fight. And then she has, um, by the widow's guide here and by what remains here. And I guess I will put those links as well, um, in the show notes on the website for this, um, audio file. Now, I'll just also say, or you know what? I think I will save it for Kristen's uh, blog. I have a bunch of things to say about that Spartan race, but we need to move to our next Housewives blog, (laughs) which for the sake of continuity, I guess I should have be a Viva. So her blog is called The Good, The Sad, and and the ugly. I know, I know, I'm supposed to act out violently and respond to Carol's relentless attacks, and I get that. But first, I want to talk about some wonderful parts of this episode. One, the best Real Housewives of New Yorks episodes ever. And I hope this doesn't violate some practice of real, in quotes, writers. I love the section of Sonia speaking to her new intern. It's so brilliantly captured. Sonia's honest, self-deprecating humor, confidence, quirkiness, and presence. Her stream of consciousness left me laughing and charmed. I've had my differences with Sonia, but I have to say this glamorous, funny person I saw is the real Sonia. I want her in my life. I want her to be my friend. Okay, Aviva, you don't even have friends, and no one's going to be your friend after watching this season. (laughs) Because you're crazy. Watching Ramona as her daughter Avery and Avery's friends prepared for the prom was so moving. If by moving you mean moved you to sleep, then yes, oh my god, nobody cares about all these stupid ass kids going off to college plot lines on The Real Housewives, I'm just saying, or prove me wrong in the comment section below, Um, but no, nobody does. We know Ramona as a funny party person, a fierce enemy, a great friend, a proactive presence all around. And we know she's honest, and sometimes brutally so. Certainly the most honest housewife, you could call her the realist housewife of New York City. Now, we also know Ramona as a mother. It's easy and wonderful to see her connection to her daughter. They clearly care for, love, and respect each other. What a tribute to Ramona. I was very impressed with Kristen competing in the Spartan race. She risked injury and disfigurement, nearly fatal for a model, and triumphed in the race. It was a race she didn't want to compete in, and only did it because of her husband, Josh, that wanted her to. She agreed to do it only on the condition Josh didn't abandon her during the race. I don't know what Josh intended, say anything to get her to race for her own good, in quotes, or did his machismo take over and he just wanted a win? I felt like it was a betrayal to me, and I felt bad for Kristen. Still, she was amazing, and I'm full of admiration for her perseverance and skill. Okay, so what Aviva's is doing right here, if you didn't know, is trying to get Kristen on her side by flattering her. Okay, Uh, no, and I mean okay as in she says okay. Okay, (laughs) if you've read this far, you deserve a trashy reward for wading through all the positives about this latest Real Housewives of New York adventure. First, I want to reiterate last week's blog theme. This is a stupid fight. It's not about any of the important things that people fight about religion, politics, sex, money, eyeglass frames. It's about ghostwriters. Carol thinks I had one. I think Carol had one. That's it. No, as we know, it's about you defaming her career on television. <laughs> um, that's it. As I said last week, I don't care if Carol had one or a hundred, but it was or could have been one of those real housewifey fights. You did, Oh yeah. Yeah. You did too. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're a liar. You're a phony. That's not nice. You hurt my feelings. I'm so sorry. I apologize. You didn't accept my apology. I don't accept yours. I'm even sorrier. I'm even apologizing. I'm apologizing-er. They embraced. Sister. Sister. Okay. That was her describing, I guess, a house website. Instead, it escalated to the physical... Carol pushing me in the face. Not a nice thing to do to a girl on a staircase, even a two-legged girl. I, I Really? Did I blink when I missed that? I heard her say, don't touch me. I missed, I guess, her pushing her in the face. Um, anyway, and new low in insults. Okay, maybe not a new low. Last year, one of the housewives did call two of the others white trash, but still pretty low. Anyway, Carol did call me a nothing, and that's something, don't you agree? Who was the one who said a nothing, um, your white trash? That was, oh, that was, oh my god, what's-her-face, who isn't on the show yet? Wow, I can't think of her name. The Countess, Countess Luann, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Okay, worse, I think that she followed it up with, who never worked outside the house. A nothing who never worked outside the house? Really, Carol? Leaving aside for a moment that it's not true, then dealing with Carol is often necessary to leave aside a moment that is not true. It's insulting to every woman and man who works outside the house. Whether they're real housewives or, as opposed to the real housewives, mothers, domestic workers, telecommunicators, business operators, editors, or hang on, wait, it's coming, writers. Some writers work at home. What a concept. And of course, I said that wrong. I said she, she was saying it was an insult to people that work in the home, not that don't work in the home. Okay. But then in Carol's mind, they're not real writers. Where did Carol do the 20 or 30 years of journalism that led to her two books and real writerdom in Starbucks? That's what I call keeping it real. So here's what I think. Workers work, and what makes them workers are wherever they do it. And writers write, and what makes them writers is whatever they've done before and wherever they do it. And you know what, Carol? If you want to continue fighting with me, fine. We get it. You're injured because I asked you if you had help on your book. Everyone knows it. You've spoken about it, you've written about it, and you've even sent your surrogate Heather to go around carrying the torch for your persecution. You know, who knew you were so touchy? But I was the one who asked you. Me, only me. Don't take it out on the millions who work inside the home or many who consider themselves writers simply because they write thanks to Susan, and thanks to all these people who helped me do my stupid-ass book cover. See, I was like, okay, no, and again, I don't think I need to tell any of you that listen to these or any of our shows this, but see, what Carol, not Carol, what Aviva is trying to do right there is called deflecting. She's trying to shift the argument off of what she did to Carol and put it onto Carol is saying that people that work in the home are horrible. Carol didn't say that she didn't even imply it, so stop trying to twist everything around Aviva. This is why people can't stand you. And thus concludes the blog of Aviva. <laughs> now, next up is Heather's blog, and um, I am going to make this safe-ish for work, so I'm going to edit um, a word out, but it is called Heather on Aviva's Malicious Agenda. And she's titling this first part, Drama Queen or A-Hole? Okay, so they did there, but she didn't say A-Hole. She said the, uh, said the real word. Okay. This fight between Carol and Aviva is truly upsetting me on so many levels. When Carol first told me Aviva had suggested that she had her books ghostwritten at their infamous lunch, one of my first thoughts was, what if Aviva did that to me about yummy? My second thought was, why would Aviva do that? It wasn't fully clear, but I surmise she did this to either create a conversation around her own book, which would also help promote and sell it, or she had a more malicious agenda, which is to mask the fact that she was using a ghostwriter all along. Now, for Aviva to come out of the gate and lay claim that Carol is a phony using her ridiculous, quote, word-on-the-street sources to insinuate that Mr. Bill Whitworth, a highly regarded editor of The Atlantic, is Carol's ghostwriter, is off the charts below the belt and untrue. And that was all one sentence, everyone. (laughs) Aviva thinks it all makes great TV, but it must be the drama queen or a hole when it comes to Aviva that is always self-serving a uh, person that is always a self-serving person Aviva started crafting this bookgate agenda against Carol the minute she begun her hunt for a publisher looking for a memoir by a real housewife of New York with a bad temper and a prosthetic leg and I have learned firsthand not air quotes, word on the street, that Aviva did in fact hire a ghostwriter, she flat out lied. Thank God she didn't stop for a clothing deal first, or for sure, this could have been me. Carol lent so easily to the narrative for Aviva's agenda. It's Aviva's way or the highway, and she could care less about the truth. So, when Carol didn't play along with her fake agenda about helping Aviva write her book or edit her long email, Aviva jumped at the opportunity to call her an unsupportive friend, which, in her twisted mind, justified her obnoxious route of defaming Carol's successful career as a journalist and a writer. It's just shameless. See, I love Heather, because she keeps it real. Okay, the most ridiculous part of this story is that there really is no shame in using a ghostwriter. If Aviva just owned up to it and admitted the truth, we would have all rallied around her to support the book. It still would have been her story, even if she worked with a professional writer, to put the words on paper, which she did. And from my vantage point, Carol is in a state of shock and sent into another planet because she's tangled in this web of lies and deception created for the Aviva Dresser storyline. Her career and her life's work is slandered on national television by, quote, just a girl trying to get ahead. I am infuriated by this behavior and am angry that someone I care about took a hit because of another's shallow and shallow, sorry, of slipped over that, and selfish initiatives. I think it's reprehensible and irresponsible behavior, and I am disappointed that someone on the Real Housewives of New York isn't more genuine. Image Consultant. This brings me to Aviva's style consultant, which Heather is going to throw down with next week, Amanda. At my throwback birthday party, Aviva introduced Amanda as someone she was using to bring some color into her wardrobe, in quotes. She also said Amanda and Harry knew each other. My first encounter with said image consultant wasn't anything memorable, other than that there was no vibe at all. She was very much, you know, at Aviva's side at the two parties where I saw her from across the room, and she appears to be just Aviva's friend. If you are going to have to stay tuned, though, because I'm not giving anything away. Amanda burns fast and bright, and not in a good way. I mention her only to prepare you for what I expect are wild things to come. Yet, well, we saw the coming attractions, so clearly you two are going to have a fight next week, and it might get physical. I doubt it's going to get physical, but we'll see. Okay, Ramona's role. Ramona and I have been organically growing our friendship. We are not besties by any stretch, but I certainly didn't think Ramona and Aviva were besties either. I mean, WTF? Wasn't Ramona the one that was just saying all of the same S-H-I-T about Aviva? Ramona said, what went down with Carol and Aviva is not a big deal, in quotes. This leaves me a bit perplexed, Ramona hated Aviva just two days ago for whatever it's worth, which obviously is not too much. I can't be mad at Ramona for forgiving someone, but she needs to be careful because as you can see, Aviva is not representing herself honestly, dot dot dot, again. If in standing up for what I believe also means defending Carol, it's all right with me. I'm incensed about what took place, and I'm personally offended that it negatively impacts my friend. Wasn't Ramona the hit-and-run, in quotes, messenger at the party after all? She surely likes to throw the S, but didn't ever actually defend Carol. Whatever the brain feed here is for Ramona, the sad part is that while Ramona and I and Ramona and Aviva have not always gotten along, Ramona and Carol certainly have, but this is for Carol to decide. And I agree, I think Ramona was definitely stirring the pot, and, you know, I don't get why she did that. The Spartan Race I am a competitive person by nature, and growing up in a neighborhood of mostly boys has something to do with it. When Josh asked me to run in the Spartan race with Team E-Boost, I was excited to take the challenge. My husband John and I love the outdoors and do a lot of outdoor activities, like sports together. But in a Spartan race, I knew it would not be fun for John to hang back with me. I enlisted my trainer, Will Torres of Will Space New York City, to join the team and train Kristen, Josh, and myself together in Central Park in the days leading up to the race— Will and I are used to working together and make a good team. He's become a close friend. Okay, he's hot. He was the hot, shirtless muscle guy. And Heather, if you're listening, just remember, I love and support you. And I would like more um, shirtless pictures of him. You know, whatever. DM me. On, the, on race day, I was hoping to finish the race and without injury. So while Will and I were focusing on warming up, neither of us realized how stressed out and nervous Kristen really was. I was just happy to be with my friends and knew we were able to accomplish something that would be great when it was over. The energy of that place was high, the sun was hot, and there was a lot of mud. This was, you know, a challenge time in the race, and not only was I interested in beating my own time, which was under an hour, I knew John and Josh would smoke me, and I didn't really realize that John had promised Kristen he would stay back with her. It was a dumb promise, one he could never keep, and one she probably knew he couldn't keep too. It doesn't make it hurt any less when someone doesn't live up for the expectation that they set for you. I didn't accomplish the challenge that I had to pay for. Uh, Oh, I didn't accomplish that challenge and had to pay for it in 30 burpees. Oh my god. What I didn't realize is that Kristen didn't want to do the race. Whether or not she could finish or not isn't the issue because we all knew she was fit enough to do it. To have to run a race alone without Josh sucked for Kristen. John took off from the get-go and ran an entirely different race on his own. Kristen was so upset with Josh that she could not celebrate her huge accomplishment because it was never an important accomplishment to her. She thought it was important to support her husband, and the race was just a means to an end. And in the end, communication is key because I do believe that if Kristen worked an EcoBoost booth, passing out eBoost shots to the runners, and rooting us all on, everyone would have been happier. I am very sorry she felt let down by me, because when I said I got your back in training, I guess I meant if I was behind her. Sorry, Mama. Now... Uh, here's what I want to just say quickly about this thing, um, this EcoBoost. Or you know, okay, I'm sorry. I'll wait until Kristen's because I do have something to tell you guys about it that nobody is even mentioning yet. But maybe Kristen will. Okay, the baby shower. Carol's friend Lori is having a baby. I am so excited for her. Incredibly, in I am so excited for her and incredibly inspired by her choice to have a baby on her own. I wasn't able to be there because I was on HSN in Tampa selling our patented three-panel tank. So I sent in my A-team to Carol's. Carol was coming off, and by the way, you can buy that um, on her blog, or I can put it um, in the comment section of my notes um, on the website under this audio. Carol was coming off to a tough couple of days, and I wanted to be sure her friends were there for her. After the treachery of Aviva's housewarming party, Carol came back to my crib and hung out with Ella, her daughter, which was really special. They share a really great girl bond, and although she might come off a bit camera shy, Ella has a very sweet and warm demeanor about her, and I know how much it would mean for Carol to see her. So, the best husband and best friend you could ever have in the whole world, John, swung by with Ella with love and hugs for Carol and Lori. Well, and then Carol just ignored her and hung out with... No, I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. I'm just saying I was doing a little Aviva there. I was doing a little Aviva there. Okay. Um, so, I am glad that Carol got the chance to explain herself to Ramona, and that Ramona actually listened this time. I'm also glad that Carol got a few digs in too. In my opinion, Ramona has not been supportive of Carol, and is playing both sides, but this is really Carol's issue, not mine, so I'm probably best, so it's probably best that I wasn't there. I listened to Ramona enough before she left for Africa, and I probably would have given Ramona a few digs that were not quite as subtle. Despite all the drama, Ella gets all the balloons and is a happy girl. Bottom line, congratulations to Lori and her beautiful baby boy. And then she gives all of her links, and like I said, I will put them um in the blog on the website. So, that concludes Heather's Bravo Blog. <laughs> Our next blog is from my favorite, Ramona, and it is called, didn't mean to stir the pot. It's probably more like, didn't mean to stir the pot. Ripino turtle time. Turtly turtle, turtle. Turtledy time, Pino! Please. She's she's insane. Okay, but let me just read this. Okay, (laughs) so. Wow. We pick up right where we left off with all this craziness. I was quite surprised that when Carol decided to speak with Aviva, um, it turned into a full-blown argument that it did. I'm so sure you were surprised, um, Ramona. You just friggin' stirred the pot, poured the gasoline into the pot, threw the match at the pot. You practically—oh my god, whatever, you people get the point. Okay. Um, uh, I never have ever heard Carol yell like that before. I was so shocked that I didn't even want to enter that room. It was time to leave. It's called being a coward. I was not trying to, quote-unquote, stir the pot when I approached Carol about what Aviva was saying. My intention was, if we get this out in the open now, it won't blow up. Let's squash it early. I had no idea what it was going to become. And then once you had an idea, you ran away. Heather has grown really close to Carol. Carol does not have a lot of family around, so Heather has become really protective over her. I was not surprised to see her defend Carol. Heather clearly felt that she needed to supply some extra strength and fortitude in that situation. I don't know, I feel like Ramona's being a little shady in saying this. Anyway, I was quite surprised how quickly I adapted to life without Avery when she officially left for college. I think the anticipation of her leaving was much worse than when it was actually time for her to really leave. She may not be here physically, but we speak every day. She texts me, sends me tons of pictures, calls me with new stories, and tells me all her grades on papers, etc. We are still so in touch, and it's turning out to be much easier than I expected. While I don't regret one single moment of it, raising Avery and preparing her for college was a lot of work. Oh, yeah, you should get a medal, Ramona. Was it a lot of work when you let what's-his-face stick his hoo-hoo in your hoo-ha? And then, you because, you know, like, you chose it. Like, it was thrown on you crazy. Anyway, um, I am really enjoying spending more time on me. I'm becoming skilled at gourmet cooking and trying out new recipes, working out and spending time with my girlfriends. I've really learned to embrace this new chapter. Okay, and by new chapter, she means the fact that her husband cheated on her, and they are divorced and fighting over houses, and they are no longer together, and Ramona has not even acknowledged it once in a blog yet, so that's I just don't get why she's not acknowledging it at all. But uh, anyway, that concludes the blog. Of Ramona Singer. (laughs) So it seems like it would make perfect sense then to move on to other old housewife, which I don't care about um, and don't love. See, Ramona I love because she's crazy, but I don't really like her. Luann, I just... Don't really like at all. Anyway, her <laughs> blog is called Luann on Remotions and the Stairwell Fight, all of which you weren't there for, and I don't know why you're commenting on. I guess you have a point because you're on the show, kind of, sort of, whatever. Okay. The drama really heats up in this episode with the continuation of Aviva and Carol's Bookgate quarrel and an adventure race gone awry when you see our newest housewife taking mud flinging to a whole new level. It doesn't look like Aviva and Carol will make up anytime soon after Aviva shared the whole word on the street, in quotes, about Carol using a ghostwriter for her first book. What street? clichés aside, Aviva should have used this phrase. She might have said it exactly where she might have said exactly where she heard the gossip and who said it so Carol could defend herself. Instead, what we see is Carol losing her temper and shouting at Aviva as if this would de-escalate the situation. If I were at that party, I would have pulled Carol away from the staircase argument just as Aviva's stylist did for Aviva. Nothing good can come of tempers flaring on a staircase in the middle of a party and someone could have gotten hurt. Well, hopefully Aviva I could like break her other leg if she went tumbling down the stairs and then she would just be like a little hobbly bot going along. And then, you know, we wouldn't have zero in the show anymore. I'm kidding, people. I don't want her to. I don't want anyone to get hurt. Violence is never funny unless you're being comedic like we're trying to be. Okay. <laughs> Heather is a loyal friend and she's got Heather's back because she believes that Carol wrote her book and she understands the importance Carol puts on her career. Ramona's um, protests of how she doesn't want to get in the middle between Aviva and Carol is hysterical. She doth protest way too much. When Ramona opens her eyes super wide and raises her voice an octave, you can assume that she's not being truthful about just how much she enjoys stirring the pot. Well, no kidding. Point one Luan. Sonya working with her interns is always fun to watch. I'm not sure why Sonya needs so many interns, P.S., we need interns. So if anybody wants to intern here at Your Reality Recaps, we're always looking for people to blog or to um, help out in other ways, like uh, news articles. We need people to write like little entertainmenty news articles or, um, you know, just other things, help with the podcast, with the show. We put you in touch with reality TV stars and we bring you guys great exposure. So if anybody is interested in interning here at YourRealityRecaps.com, um, contact myself or John on Twitter or through the website. Um, you won't regret it because lots of big things happening, but whatever. Okay, so back to the, um, real point. So she doesn't understand why she needs so many interns. Um, but she's been hiring young people for years now, and I can imagine for some of these kids, it's been very eye-opening. For most, a paid internship with a company is probably, though, a better bet, but not as much fun. Well, clearly, but hi Luann, back in touch with reality, there's like probably 2% of actual internships that are um paid. Intern means you're being paid in knowledge or exposure or other things. You don't actually get paid, but I understand there are paid internships. Okay, I can understand Ramona getting emotional about Avery leaving for college in the near future and how Avery dressed up to go to prom would trigger her emotions. I don't care! Oh, but I'm sorry. Some of you might care. So let me care. Having a child leave home for college is never easy, especially when you have a close relationship like Victoria and I do. Oh, look, she managed to make it now be about her freaking kid going to college. I mean, mean, yay. I think it's much harder for the parent than the child. Well, not for my parents. I guess I didn't love me. But once Victoria was settled into her school, I saw how happy she was, and I felt better, as I'm sure Ramona did too. A career is not a baby. Nothing changes you more than becoming a mother. I think Carol likes children, and she is very affectionate with her little guests, and she clearly has a soft spot for Ella, Heather's girl yet I don't think Carol would have reacted to Aviva's accusations any differently if she had children. Many women care very deeply about their professions after becoming mothers, and I don't think Carol approaches her career any differently than millions of hard-working mothers trying to balance family and their jobs. The Spartan race is a race, which means that as a participant, you should try to win. I don't think it was Heather's job to babysit Kristen during the race, and a good friend would want Heather to do the best she could. Kristen doesn't like to run, so it's no surprise that she didn't like racing through the mud and barbed wire. Barbed wire is the least of what happens. I would have approached this race with a can-do attitude, and I would have tackled the challenge with cheer for my competitors. Until next week, bye. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she says the bisqua or bisquee or no one has told me how to say that correctly yet and marion webster doesn't know it but thus concludes the blog of louis <laughs> next up is sonia's blog called sonia on carol interns and the dangers of social media hello again from thailand my bravo family oh yeah because now you're a world traveler first off it's Obvious Ramona is happy not to be part of Hashtag Bookgate. Crossfire herself, but she sure likes to stir the pot. L-M-A-O, which stands for laughing my bloop off. Ramona feels bad being the catalyst. When? Oh my, I had no idea that this thing had escalated to this level. I never saw Carol lose herself like that. Seeing them on the staircase, flinging insults, flipped my stomach. They were such good friends before. Love quickly turns to hate. There there is a fine line between love and hate, they say. Ramona is like the Cheshire Cat, grinning like that. Again, she's just happy not to be the one slinging arrows. And it's so sad to see Ramona planning her trip to Africa, knowing what transpires later. She was so happy. Oh, okay, so I get it. So again, we're not acknowledging the fact that right after that trip is when she found out that um, Mauricio, no, not Mauricio, Wrong Housewives, whatever her husband's name is, it was, you know, cheating, and then they got their divorce. Um, I love the way I blame everything on menopause. Can't use PMS all the time, you know. It's weird watching this scene how Heather is 100% behind Carol in Bookgate while not having been at the lunch or the hallway brawl. She is feeling Carol's pain and going for it. Well, because she's her friend, Sonia. You're just playing both sides. I had no idea myself. I was feeling bad for Aviva because it was her party and she had put so much effort into getting the townhouse decorated in time after just moving in and hiring the caterer. Wrong place, wrong time. Once again, for our group. We have a knack for that. When we interview interns, we try and scare them off. No, I think that's just you normally being crazy. They think, as Adrian says, Fun? It's not fun. You miss some of the more serious parts of the interview because that's boring television. Everyone asks me, do your interns tweet for you? No one emails, tweets, or posts anything without showing the final product to me. I read all my own material. I don't buy that for a second. They research hashtags and Twitter, fan page, Instagram handles for me, and then they insert them into my comments. On my blogs, they insert sponsors or charity names or designers so I can properly credit them. My newsletter and other forms of social media need constant editing. Because you're constantly crazy. (laughs) For my showroom, they study fashion trends and check in merchandising samples. Then the stylist interns pick up and drop off dresses and are in charge of spotting celebs and photographing us together to post on social media to highlight the designer who lends us the dresses. And we must do this before all others to gather organic followers. After I approve it, we do not buy followers. Okay, so clearly she buys followers and is trying to tell us she doesn't. My interns have gone on to work for Mariah Carey, Donatella Versace, Rachel Simmons, and Donna Karen as assistants. They have gone to stores like Chanel, too, presently, as well as Club Monaco, J. Crew, and others in management positions. Okay, so anybody can get a job at a mall, Sonia. Just saying. <laughs> okay, enough about the famous jet setting interns who are my everything. On to what else? Bookgate. Yay, let's get some more of this Bookgate because it's great. Actually, Bookgate aside, oh, I guess we're not going to Bookgate. I am so happy for Aviva and her new book. She has a publisher and she wrote a book. She's sharing her story with others. It's liberating for her and helps others as well. You can see that she's getting healthier. She's not even afraid of bugs anymore. Her phobias are melting away. I'm personally happy for her that she can put our past aside. If she can help herself, I'm happy to help her be her best. Wow, so, that wow, that's Aviva's best? Okay. Needless to say, I'm impressed with Carol's writing skills and her other talents. This book gate is not about writing books. It's deeper. In the park, Kristen—I'm also asking myself what happened to the curse relationship Aviva had with Carol— Aviva said she was much closer to Carol than Ramona, so the sting is sharp. Boy, Ramona can say that again. She and I did a lot more as teenagers than our daughters ever have. Our daughters are conservative, or are they? I don't think they have us fooled like we had our mothers laugh out loud. Our mothers had no idea. No, I'm just saying um, Avery's little group of whore girl friends, um, right, they were doing a lot on that uh, prom night, please. Like, who's buying that? Like, She's like, oh, I have a leash and whips and chains, but we're all going to look out for each other and we're going to chain ourselves together with the chains and I can use them for S&M and sex with our boyfriends and group orgy. Okay, I'm totally making that up, but you know what I'm saying. She's just totally not this innocent little Avery. Anywho, I know what Ramona feels when she says Avery, ha- Avery is her other arm. Okay, seriously, people, that was one of my, fu- my favorite parts of the episode when, um, you know, Ramona is like, Avery is my arm. She's my right arm. She's my other arm and my, r- and my right other arm. And she just kept saying it in that weird Ramona way. I almost liked it as much as, you're, you're not a well-wisher. You're, you're a well-wisher. You're not a well-wisher. I'm not a well-wisher. You're not a well-wisher. There's a lot of well-wishers is what I'm saying. Anyhow, that's how I feel when alternate when we alternate the holidays with my ex-husband and my daughter and their dad. I don't feel like I'm complete. It's like I'm missing my arm when the rest of my family isn't there for Thanksgiving or Christmas. Sometimes, I opt to be alone at home and order in. I just can't take it. It's just too much for me. I'm a Pisces moon and very sensitive, just like Ramona. Ooh, I'm a Pisces too. Is that why I'm so sensitive? I didn't know that sensitivity was a characteristic of Pisces. But am I, wait a minute, am I crazy like Ramona and Sonia now? Oh boy. Okay. Anyway, here we are at Carol's baby shower. Eric Goldie, VP of social media. I love it. There is so much that goes into social media. You can't just tweet whatever you feel like. Tell me about it. You can be one tweet away from being fired or dumped by your best friend. Oh, double tell me about it. <laughs> Some people have no idea. I keep my brand, ID in, my brand ID in mind when posting across social media platforms at all times. What's my message? Carol said she pays Eric nothing. Doesn't that make him an intern? She said she wanted an intern like mine, and hers is pretty sweet. I do not get what she's saying there, and I totally read it correctly. I think she's just throwing a dig at Carol. Okay, the old fashioned way of having kids who needs the sperm? There's plenty of sperm out there. It's the eggs I need at my age, right? Well, right, because you're a whore. Uh, Ca- <laughs> Carol's calling out Ramona on the pot stirring, and it's pretty funny. The horse that left the barn a long time ago? Yeah, it did. But Carol says there is no way the Carol Aviva thing that she is wrong. This is Aviva La Rora. It has a life of its own now. After Carol shares with Ramona her feelings and how hard it was for her, we see how important her work is to her identity. We feel her pain. She has so much to share. I hope she finds another love like she had with her husband. And I totally relate to Kristen at the Spartan race. Walking to Pilates class is enough exercise sometimes. This is way too intense. Sometimes Ramona pushes me to work out military style, and I don't like it. I knew Josh wasn't going to stay with Kristen. Why did he say he would? It's a competition. I've been in Kristen's situation where I've been talked into something I shouldn't do in the first place, and it doesn't feel good. But when you finish it on your own and grow, you know, you take pride in getting through it, like I did, on my own, or like Norma Camille's O.M.O. I have no idea what that means. Uh... Uh, I don't know. Nope. Oh, dear. See you next week when you meet Amanda, the image consultant. And they're totally going to fight with Heather. And you come to my cabaret charity event in the East Hampton studio for my L. I G L B Y uh, Youth Center in Long Island for the LGBT and supporting artists. I think that is, oh, is it legally? I wonder if it's legally, and she just spelt that wrong because that is the Long Island gay, um, bisexual, transgendered group that Newsflash, like 10 years ago, when I was in high school, I totally went to it once or twice. Anywho, many thanks to David Klemick for all he does. I also thank MC Hank Stampiff of Speak Easy Mind. My- for bringing all his performers and to Steve Carroll of Carroll of the Green for sponsoring Sonia in the city by donating props, food, wine, champagne, and helping me create the cabaret-like intimate surroundings in a huge airplane hangar. We love challenges and it makes good TV while bringing attention to good causes. Thanks for watching and till next week with Ben and Harry as well, XO, Sonia. And that concludes the blog of Sonia. Okay, so last but not least is my favorite ditzy blonde, Kristen with her blog called Do I Need to Man Up? And hopefully, unlike last week, we will not have nine million hashtags in this episode, this, you know, blog of hers, because she loves a hashtag. Okay. Um, she starts by saying, housewarming, part two, hashtag bookgate. Oh, my God. Okay. How fun was my lipstick color that night? I was ready for fun and celebratory evening, and then Aviva broke out with a word on the street and all hell broke loose. I was wondering, does that mean 72nd and Broadway, or is there some sort of secret street that comes up with gossip and myths? Why would Aviva have to say, at least I'm not 50, of Aviva? Last I checked, you weren't so far off, lady. What did the age comment have to do with anything anyway? I'm seeing a side of Aviva that I had only heard about before, and I'm treading cautiously. Let's remember that I have only just met all these women. Okay, it's like your fourth vlog where you just keep saying you only just met them. I am trying to form form my own opinions. The only thing I know to be 150% or 100% true is that Carol did not use a ghost slash co-writer. Aviva should not be accusing Carol of lying or, you know, spreading rumors about someone's career and business that are not based on the facts. Carol's comment about Aviva not knowing because she hasn't ever had a job outside of the home is valid. Aviva feels no remorse for spreading those rumors about Carol. So, on to Sonia and the interns, hashtag Team Sonia. I don't really get it. I don't really need to get it. I really only benefit from spending time with Sonia and her interns. I'm not going to lie. There were plenty of times last summer where I asked one of them to hold my bag or make a call for me or grab me some water. There were so many of them that Sonia could share. That's why Sonia is so awesome. She shares. Taylor is really great. He does it all for Sonia. I don't know what she would do without him. He is always so calm and even-keeled and in control. Sonia needs that because she's so all over the place. I guess the real question is what the hell are they getting credit for? Where is the business or in her case businesses red carpet ready? Super cool, but when does she do that? I want to go what was the last season? 2 seasons ago, huh? That poor cute blonde girl was like a deer in headlights. She has no idea what she is getting herself into. Hashtag spoiler alert. I don't remember meeting her, so I don't think she made it. Laugh out loud. It was a gorgeous hot summer day when Aviva's book cover shoot happened in Central Park. It had rained the day before. I remember the grass was wet and a bit muddy. Aviva looked gorgeous under the trees, and it was fitting that she shot her cover in the park. She is there all the time with her kids and lives only a few blocks away, because she's rich. It's cool that she shot with a photographer she has such a history with. My only two cents about the actual book for, the actual look for the cover shoot is since the book is called Leggy Blonde, and since Aviva has a great body, it would have been cool to actually see some leg, which is exactly what I was thinking. I think that it's an amazingly wonderful accomplishment that Aviva wrote this book. It really is. Hats off to her. However it got done, I'm sure that it wasn't easy. Oh, never mind. She said it was easy. Anyway, you know what I mean. I was warned about Aviva and her anger slash temper by the girls, but I hadn't seen it yet for myself until the night of her party. I had just, just, just had to call her out on it. I mean, what happens? Seems like you're jealous. I still don't understand what is wrong with saying that at one point she considered getting help writing her book and then decided that she could do it all on her own. Then she starts going on about her writing background, which was awkward because it's not that like, again, if Aviva's an author or a writer, then we're a production company. That's great. Good for her. Those are some great accomplishments. Do I really care about this, though? No. The only issue is Aviva spreading rumors about Carol and her book is slander. it's effed up and it needs to stop. Let it be known, in quotes, if and when I ever get lucky enough to write my own book, I will need some help and can't wait to get an audition ghostwriters. Heather has been training with Will from Will Space. Oh, has been training with, oh yeah, Will from Will Space. That's the hot shows guy from the episode. And we all hung out quite a bit. Will is awesome and his gym is great. Josh and Will hit it off immediately and asked them to do the race with us. It was a perfect fit. Not like any of those other ladies could ever do a race like that. Will wanted to meet up uh, to give us a little pep talk and run some drills. That day was raining, raining, and, well, more raining. We were in Central Park. Guess what? In the rain. I should have known that it was a sign. It sucked, and it was cold. The Spartan race, I have watched that damn footage now four times, and I can't figure out if my husband is right. Am I an ungrateful pussy that needs to man up, or am I a real housewife that is scared S-less? I had so much emotion running through me the whole damn race that a breakdown at the finish line was inevitable. Really, there was no way around that breakdown. I am not one to hide any emotion. I'm an open book on every level. I finished. I'm not a quitter, but I'm a model, a girly girl, and let's be clear, I grew up in Connecticut on a farm. Cleaned out barns, rode motorcycles, played in the dirt, that's what she said, climbed trees, etc. I am my husband's wife. I did that race to support him and his company, eBoost. One year later, I can look back and say that I'm happy that I did the race? Yes. I am now a Spartan, in quotes. I am open to trying everything one time. I did it. It's done. I'm now officially a damn Spartan. whoop de doo (laughs) A few things. The race took place in Tuxedo, New York, about an hour outside of the city, at a ski mountain. Yes, a ski mountain. We climbed up the mountain and down a million obstacles in between. It rained the entire day before this race, so the whole course was covered in mud. Three inches of mud that's usually not even there. Ugh. When you see me walk up to the race, I was nervous as hell. I'm not going to hide it. Oh my god, it was horrible. I wanted to puke and cry all at once. I was fighting back tears from the moment I got there. So you're probably asking, what the hell was I thinking? I really don't know. To support my company and his husband is all I can answer. It really was something I wanted to do to show him some support, and to get your husband's company on the show, obviously. I know it turned him off for his wife I knew, I know it turned him on. Ha <laughs> ha! See how that one word changed the whole sentence. <laughs> I know it turned him on for his wife to cross that finish line. E Boost is one of the Spartan races sponsors. So at this point, Josh had done two other races and had mentioned that he really wanted me to do one with him. In relationships, each of you are passionate about things that the other may not be. Josh with the gym, exercise, etc. He always has this fantasy that I'm going to one day be the girl that will want to do that stuff with him. What I can and want to do are two different things. Random example. I drink a ton of tea, at least six cups a day. So for years, I would make my tea and ask Josh if he would like a cup. After so many no's, he finally responded yes and actually enjoys a cup of tea with me now at night. This is maybe an example of how many people think that they can change someone, especially in relationships. This is my argument, well, one of many. I did not prepare at all, down to the gear we went with that morning, and I bought those arm protective bands. Thank goodness, or else my arms would have been scraped to SHIT like my legs got. I wore regular sneakers when a lot of other people had shoes with little spikes on them. I was sliding all over the place. Josh had many specials. <laughs> Josh had many special shoes. He's special. Yeah, I don't know why he didn't tell you about the, you know, um, more grippy shoes. That's weird. Does it sound like I'm just complaining? Yep. Sorry, I guess I am. I just never have in a million years thought it was going to be like that. Barbed wire? 25-foot rope climb? Jumping over fire? Getting sprayed with a fire hose? Alone? I don't mind getting dirty and messy. The problem was that the race took two hours without stopping, with no rest, and with little water stations. I don't know if we should be saying that about the thing your husband's sponsoring. (laughs) I really thought that it was going to be more like a marathon. Not so scary. I was exhausted mentally, physically, emotionally. I wanted to up and quit three times at the top of the mountain. I almost just walked off into the woods. The barbed wire was horrible. And this is kind of like what I was going to talk about tell you guys a little bit more about because it's not just barbed wire. You like have to crawl under like electrodes like you have to like get down in the mud go under these electrodes. If you touch them, you get electrocuted on top of having to go over fire where you can get burned, fire hose. You are not getting the physical torture involved in this thing because I know people that have done it and it's insane. I don't get why people do this for fun. I think it is like clearly a sexual fetish for these people this is all I'm saying about this. Okay. But um, every three feet, it was a field of barbed wire, like something you would have seen in an army movie. Look out over the barbed wire. All you could see was tufts of hair and blood. Ah, what the? Oh, I almost said it. WTF, I keep thinking. And who else was going to get mad um, but my husband if I quit? Apparently, someone told me after that some guy cut his face on the barbed wire, and the only thing that stopped him from cutting his face wide open was his nose bone. Hello? Yeah, I know. These things are dangerous. Um, Heather leaving me in the dust with Josh. Watching Josh help Heather over some of the obstacles while I did it on my own was miserable. Yep. It sucked. They are very competitive. They both get off on that sort of thing, the competition of it. Me, not so much. Listen, they both love and support me and have my back where it counts, and that's all that really matters. Hashtag stay tuned. I ended up meeting some nice people while running. There were heats, so big groups of people got released every 15 minutes or so because it took me so long kept meeting new groups of people. There was one super sweet woman and her husband running together. You know who you are, and I thank you. She said that the Spartan race was her idea. It was on her bucket list. She was my age and had two small kids. I couldn't believe she had a bucket list and that this race was on it. I love Kristen. She's so me. Okay. Anyway, she made her husband wait for me to help me over one of the walls. How nice was that? Thank you. The one thing that I have to say is I was very proud of myself for doing, and that was climbing the 25-foot rope to ring the bell. Heather couldn't even do that, so ha! I will post a photo on Twitter. Check it out. I was beyond proud of myself and what my little muscles could do. Slow and Steady won the race for me that day. I was mad that my husband for maybe my own issues, and I'm still trying to figure out what they are. It's that he left you. It's not complicated. But that's what husbands are for, I guess. I did did it. Damn it. I am officially a Spartan. Josh has done many of these races since then, and he has said that by far the race we did that day was the hardest he has ever done. And I know you are tough, Mama Heather, but looking back, you have to admit it was very hard. I have to say, when I got halfway through, I realized that I could do this and I was going to take my anger out on the race. I decided, full steam ahead, slow and steady wins the race. And you know what? Slow and steady can and will win any race in life. You can do it, and it's okay to do it at your own pace, in your own time, even if it's just for you, alone. (laughs) You can only imagine how good that ice-cold beer tasted after the race. And that is all I have to say about that. And you know what else then that means? That means we have unfortunately come to the end of our Bravo Blogs podcast audio file for this week three of The Real Housewives of New York. So I hope you guys loved it, loved it as much as I did. Don't forget if you are listening in iTunes or Stitcher to leave us a nice rating and a five star review. Also, come check out the website where you can listen to it on this page um, for It as well, if you're listening to it here. Um, But comment in the section below. And of course, you can go to the website and click on um, our Bravo blogs to see them, or just go to yourrealityrecaps.com slash bravo to see all of our bravo content because john is doing real housewives uh vlogs after each show and we have bloggers blogging so you know i know it's confusing look john's doing a vlog with a v We have bloggers doing blogs with a B, and I am reading the Housewives blogs from BravoTV.com. I know, so much content. And of course, we're covering the amazing Race and Survivor and the other Bravo shows, as well as King of the Nerds, Bachelor, just everything. It's on the website, people. Go and check it out. But the number one thing that you can do to help support us is check out our Kickstarter. It ends on Saturday night, where I believe we're going to be doing a television ish type of a thing. So you're going to want to tune in for that live. Um, So you can head to yourrealityrecaps.com slash live show at 7pm on Saturday to see that. Um, But donate to our Kickstarter any little bit helps. It helps us keep bringing you guys stuff like this maintain the website, stream three days of the Reality Rally live to you, as well as the Amazing Race finale party, the Big Brother premiere, the Big Brother finale, everything we do, it helps support us all year long. And anything you can donate, I think $1 is the minimum, anything is truly a great big help. There's only a few days left, so again, anything you could do. And if you don't like Kickstarter, you can always donate directly to our PayPal. Um... Both of those uh, links or images for them are in the sidebar over at yourrealityrecaps.com. So until, I guess, tomorrow, if you're listening to this on Wednesday the 26th, where we will be doing our uh, Survivor live show with Jeff from Opposite Worlds, I will see you guys all then, or next week, back right here when I read the Bravo blogs again. And don't worry, I'm going to start doing the other Housewives seasons, too. I know a lot of you have been asking me. Okay, thumbs up, review, rate, Kickstarter. Thanks, help us out. Love you guys all. See you next week. Bye.